0: I'll stop singing, shall I? (laughs) You can tell that I'm missing choir, can't you? Because we haven't had choir for, well, a couple of months now. I didn't get back till September. So one has to find one singing pleasure where one can. (laughs) Not necessarily your listening pleasure, I'm afraid. Um, Yes, it's Denise here for another two hours of just the best music here on Sid Valley Radio. Two hours of Happy Classics, because that's the name of the show, folks. So... uh, Settle back, tune in, and uh, let's have a little think about what we're going to play for you. What have I got? I've got the usual Holy Trinity. Actually, well, I've got I've got a modified Holy Trinity. Just stay with the program and find out what I'm talking about. And is it warm enough for you? <laughs> I heard yesterday that it's, the, um, it's actually the, the warmest uh, June on record, apparently, so far. We're not even at the end of the month yet. We have got a whole day to go, which means that after tomorrow, we're well, halfway through the year, where did that happen? How did that happen? Where did it all go? And, uh, of course by this time, in six months time, Christmas will be over. My goodness. And you know what I'm like about Christmas. So, um, I'm not, I'm not going to sneak in. Actually, I have snuck in. Don't tell the boss. He's not in yet. Uh, I think I've snuck in something from the Nutcracker later, which of course is, you know, it's a Christmas themed ballet, but you know, it's, it's it. You know, you can pretend that it's not but just in case i haven't got anything else that's going to make you feel cool i think i think last week i did sneak in um, the troika didn't i because that's a snow-covered landscape with horses on it <laughs> but i haven't done that but what i have done to take you to to give it that sort of christmasy vibe and i know it's june and you think, thinking oh heaven's sake she's not going to play sleigh balls is she no i'm not i'm going to play i'm going to play a piece of film music which you know it's always on on a channel somewhere Unboxing Boxing Day. Old stream Gods Band. Of course it is, because it was, of course, The Great Escape. <laughs> you just know, don't you? But if you ever want to see The Great Escape, you just flick on the telly on Boxing Day, it's going to be there. So you get your second or third, or in my case, 15th portion of Christmas pudding in, you settle down and watch it. <laughs> I think it's, it's such a classic film, isn't it? And uh, there's always the iconic bit with Steve McQueen with his bike and the, the barbed wire fence marvellous theory me so how has your week been uh, I, do you know what I, I haven't been able to get going this week I don't know what it is it's been sort of, it's not the heat, is it? Because it's, it's been a bit cooler this week and um, we've had a bit of cloud cover. I even woke up on the two mornings to see that it should rain overnight, which of course I have a view. But if it's going to rain, it should only rain overnight. <laughs> it can rain when we're asleep. And then we still have green fields and our gardens watered in the morning, but then enjoy the sunshine in the daytime. Why not? I think there should be a law about that. I wonder if we can get the government to sort it out you can't seem to sort anything else out though can they? oh no i can't i can't do politics I, I mustn't do that um so yes i'm not at all going to mention anything at all about that but i'm going to mention the sunshine of which we've had plenty and there's a few um there's a few green fields that are no longer green they're yellow i keep having to take out uh i've got this little garden at the front of my house and I save all my grey water. I'm not miss, I'm not Mrs. Super Green. I do do me recycling and I try and recycle my water on me plants. I'm sure my neighbours must think I'm nuts because they see me going out with it with a bucket of grubby water at night time to water me plants. But they're they're doing okay actually. I've got this rose bush out the front that my, my aunt bought for my birthday last year. And when I planted it, it was just a couple of, you know, like a couple of little sprigs and it's gone completely bananas. But I believe from reading the uh, various Blogs and papers and heaven knows what else. Apparently it's a good year for the roses. Wasn't there a song about that? I think that was, uh, yeah, there was a song about that. Anyway, we haven't got a song about roses today, I'm afraid. But what I've got now, and this is all by accident, I have to say. Complete accident. Um, I've got three skirt was skirt, one after the other. <laughs> it, it was, you know, sometimes I put the show together and think about it. So when I saw all these three in there, I thought, oh, I'll put them all together. I can play them one after the other. And my dear listener can have an opinion So here's the first one from (music) Littlef. Quick, isn't it? Christine Ortiz playing the piano, doing a fantastic job with the Royal Philharmonic Orchestra, backing her up. The wonderful conductor, Moshi Atzman. So, um, yeah, Litoff, he, he was an interesting character, wasn't he? He wasn't known for much other than that particular piece of music, bless his little heart. But he did get about a bit, four wives, one of whom was, um, he befriended the family. The husband died. He married her because the, this was the publishing company, the music publishing company. So he married her. Was it to sort of get control of the publishing company, which he did? I don't know. Far be it from me to cast nasturtiums. But yeah, got all lit off. As I say, didn't get, uh, he got about a bit, but we didn't, uh, we didn't get too much from him in terms of lasting pieces of music that are well known other than that particular. Um, number four section from the concerto symphonique, the, uh, the scherzo, as mentioned earlier. So might as well have another one. I did promise you three. (laughs) Oh, did it, did it. And it's the first of our Holy Trinity. It's Beethoven. It's his third symphony, number three, of course, in E flat. And it is a scherzo from that. Oh yes, what a finish! The London Symphony Orchestra there, under Yosef Cripps, and that was Beethoven's Symphony Number no. Three in E flat major, the Eroica, don't you know? And the third movement from it, the Scherzo. As I said, three Scherzos in an a row, and of course that is the third movement of the third. But I don't think for one minute I haven't planned all this out, people. She lied. Excuse me a minute while I cough. <coughs> Excuse me, little frog in my throat there. I've got a bit of a conundrum, you know. I've got this. Um, I don't have a, a back garden I have a little courtyard garden um and a couple of days ago I heard a bit of a thud and I thought what on earth is that and then yesterday I heard this noise on my the roof of my kitchen and I thought mm, what's that and it was it was a seagull and I thought oh my god what do I do with that it's a baby seagull it's obviously just you know landed there can't get off and I thought what do I do do I do I leave it for its mum? Do I do something with it? I couldn't climb out on the roof, so the poor thing is there. And I thinking, my goodness, something. am I, gonna-? And I was, I was really quite distressed. I spoke to my son. I said, "What am I going to do with this this baby seagull?" He said, "Well, it's not enough that like you can do. It. Have a look on the you know the R S P C A or PCB website or whatever. Have a look, and they say leave it for the mother." And I'm thinking that poor thing is going to get baked anyway. I went to work, came home, and I just thought I couldn't bear. I couldn't bear to go and have a look to see on the roof to see if it was still there because I couldn't think of it anyway. Thought oh, no more because I'd gone straight from the front door upstairs to, to get changed. So just coming from work, came downstairs, looked out of my kitchen window and there is said baby seagull in the courtyard. Now, I'm sorry, people, I couldn't leave the poor thing without water and something. So if any of you out there think, you know, can give me a steer here because it's not so tiny that it's going to sort of die in a second. And I put a little tray of water out and I crumbled some uh Breadcrumbs or chunks of bread in there, so the poor thing would have something. I'm thinking, what do I do now? <laughs> because it, the poor thing is trapped in my in my courtyard. It can't fly yet. There's plenty of seagulls around. It keeps now that it's had a bit bit of something to drink and it's it's had a piece of bread. It's quite lively and it's it's just squawking for its mum. So I'm hoping that mum will sort of work out where said stray child is and come and get him or get her. Anyway, in the meantime, I've called him, as, as you could imagine, Jonathan. Yes, Jonathan Livingston Seagull, for those of you that know the book. So Jonathan is, and it might be might be a girl, I don't know, but I, can't, I don't know how to tell what flavour a baby seagull is. But if you've got any clues of what I need to be doing with this poor baby, then I'm not going to kill it. I'm going to try and nurture it. But if you can tell me what I need to be feeding the poor little thing, I don't know what to do. But the poor little thing, he's a lot lively now that he's had a drink. That's all I'm saying. So here we are, 25 minutes past eight, and I haven't told you how to get in touch. If you've got ideas about said baby seagull, Jonathan, to his friends, then you can email me, studio at uk. text me 07565 or go onto the website, ping in the little box, and send me a message. It will pop up here, and maybe you can give me a clue, because I'm not very good with... um creatures i had two two children and that was creature enough <laughs> what do you do with one of these uh, for all new mothers there for all new mothers when you get your new baby and you think excellent where's the instruction manual <laughs> oh do you know i must mention someone today polly if you're listening i don't know if you are or anyone who knows Polly, there's probably only one Polly in Sidmouth. She is blooming at the moment. I saw her today and I have never seen anyone glowing. Her baby is due in September, October time and she looks beautiful. I have to say, I've just never seen anyone look so glorious as she did today. I just thought how lovely that is to see. Um, you know, it's just lovely, isn't it? A new baby. Well, baby's not here yet, but uh, mum looking so well. Just marvelous. Just marvelous. So, Polly, if you're listening, well done, you. And, of course, Joe, husband, who is also lovely but not glowing quite as much as Polly. (laughs) Shall I shut up and play some music? Here's our third skirt, so... Schubert there one of my favorites as well you will know if you are a regular listener to the show and also the third movement of his symphony which was the symphony number six in C major Harnancourt she says easy for me to say having a trouble there Harnancourt was conducting the royal concert about orchestra Nicholas Harnancourt of course himself so um else can I tell you nothing really I've told you enough about me me, me seagull and <laughs> the weather and <laughs> it's nearly Christmas and all that and everything I don't know it's all a bit barking isn't it anyway let's just crack on let's crack on what have I got for you now oh we don't play too much of this guy Wagner and we do we do only do one or two of his because it, he's a bit heavy. I'm not, not going to do the ring cycle or anything <laughs> I know you wouldn't be very keen on that I don't think I would be either you know, I'm not that keen on opera I do the occasional bit of opera in the show. Have I got any opera? Yes, I do have a bit of opera in the show tonight, but they're not singing. It's a, it's an interlude. <laughs> You'd be pleased to know. Or will you? I don't know. Do you like, do you like a bit of opera? Sometimes I play the humming chorus, don't I? Because I know the words for that. Everybody does. <laughs> anyway, here's some Wagner now. It's the, um, it's to Act Three from Lohengrin. on his prime there Nick a bit Mendelssohn didn't you hear it there da, 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 da. yeah, how very dare you, Mr. Wagner, for shame Rudolf Kemper there was conducting the Vienna Philharmonic orchestra, and that's our three skirt for tonight, folks. <laughs> we'll do something else now, shall we? <laughs> and I do like to go a bit um left field as the Americans say. I mean they say all sorts of weird things, don 't they uh, I like, sometimes I like to go a bit out there and uh, the city of Prague Phil are also of the same mind because they quite often do things that are just a little bit out there so I'm going to play this and you if you are born at a certain time you will know it I hope but I'm not going to tell you what it is I'm going to just play it and then see if you can have a guess and if you know what it is text me and if not I'll tell you anyway at the end You tell what it is yet? Yes, you know, don't you? It's David Bowie's "Life on Mars." Not great. Doesn't say who the conductor was, so you can pick one. I'm going to go with Ricardo Chai because I rather like that name. But yeah, great piece of music, isn't it? The City of Prague Philharmonic Orchestra quite often do odd things, like um, well. Pop music orchestrated in that manner, just so good. And I wish I wish they would say who orchestrated it for them because I'd like to give that person the credit. Because uh, it's interesting, isn't it? You can get a piece of nineteen seventies pop music, and you get the you get the whole fill in there. And it's just like, whoa, this is a great piece of music. I do like that kind of thing. A bit weird. It's a bit like when you get um, quite often someone like Craig Ogden, the the amazing Antipodean Spanish guitarist. You can play amazing music, can't you? and it's just how do you do that and you can get an but what would have been a big orchestral piece down to six strings, so it goes the other way, if you like, from simple pop music to the orchestral thing, and then you go from this orchestral thing down to six strings on the guitar and I just think I love it when uh, you get something a bit out there i 'm a bit out there myself, as anyone who will uh, who knows me will attest, so for all of those people that know that I 'm out there and are still friends, thank you so much. <laughs> Oh, dear, dear, dear. dear. What have we got now? Oh, yes. Now, I did say uh, early on I did have the the Holy Trinity all sort of. And the reason I say sort of is because sometimes um, I will throw in a bit of bark that isn't JS, it's one of his boys. And this is one such. Just my very favourite piece of C.P.E. Bach. Christian Philippe, Emmanuel, don't you know, one of Bach's 18 children. <laughs> he was busy. And that was the cello concerto in A Major the Third Movement. And um, what I like about that piece is he sort of takes you down the road. You think he's going to go there to that riff and then he doesn't. But uh, I think that's one of my favourite pieces of Bach. And um, and sadly not Dad's. Sorry, Johann Sebastian. But, you know, you did a good job with the boys. So who was that? That was Ricardo Menassi was conducting the Ensemble Resonance and Jean-Guyen Carat was actually wielding the bow on the cello there. Something a bit lighter now, Leroy Anderson, he's great, isn't he? He does, uh, he does a lot of Christmas music, doesn't he? <laughs> I often play some of his. And um, he does a lot of, you know, light. we would call it English light, but of course he's American. So American light, <laughs> classical and this is his uh, lovely uh, dance Bell of the ball so if you if you've ever been the you know it's your 18th birthday if you're a girly or something like that and you're just having a lovely time and you are the girl that you know the it girl that everyone wants to dance with and be with this one was obviously written for you Sounds like what it is, doesn't it? A very joyous, happy occasion. You can see them all sweeping round the ballroom floor, can't you? In those posh frocks. <laughs> I've never had a posh frock like that. I remember watching um Show Me Age now. Back in the day, before strictly come dancing, there used to be something called just come dancing. Do you remember it? And um, and they always had those really big frocks, didn't they? <laughs> Apart from the Latin American dancers, they didn't have the big frocks. But I used to do ballroom dancing when I was much younger. And I was more of a Latin American person than I was a waltz or a quick step person, although I did like the quick step. Never did the tango. Um, anyway, but I still never got to wear one of those posh frocks, although I did get a few, you know, gongs for for dancing, but uh, not in the big frock. But that was Richard Heyman and his eponymous orchestra with Leroy Anderson's Bell of the Ball. I hope whoever he wrote that for really was the Bell of the Ball and had a fabulous evening. You can imagine him being somewhere, can't you, and seeing somebody just catching his eye in a beautiful dress and just, you know, glowing and just thinking, yes, I can write a tune about her. I should imagine that's where a lot of music gets inspired from, isn't it, from things around us. If you think about... um, Things like the Four Seasons and stuff like that. You know, it's all, you know, you're inspired by things. We all are, aren't we? There's always something going on. You think, oh, that's nice. And if you are of an artistic bent, you can either paint it, sing about it, write a tune about it or do whatever. I just I enjoy looking <laughs> because I'm not that artistic. <laughs> not at all. Uh, I can sing it, but sort of, but only with about another 50 people behind me. Shall we move on? Oh, go on. So um, I do like to put some things in from the telly and um from time to time and this is uh this is a really great uh, iconic uh, series isn't it Downton Abbey didn't haven't seen the two films that have come out since then I don't know whether I don't I want I don't want to watch them because it'll sort of break in my mind might it break the magic of the series anyway whatever I haven't seen the films but I certainly did enjoy the wonderful wonderful drama series on the tv I'm sure you did and we all enjoyed the music from it didn't we great isn't it so um who didn't love Downton Abbey (laughs) used to be required viewing didn't it and uh yeah just marvelous stuff and that was John Lund's music it was the suite from Downton Abbey and the Chamber Orchestra of London conducted by himself now it's interesting the Chamber Orchestra I was looking up on the internet because you can find anything there can't you Gotta be careful though, it's not all true, you know. Just because it's on the internet, it's not always true. But anyway, I had a look at the Chamber Orchestra London and they've got this website and it's amazing actually. They've done so much. And then they are just basically, I was going to say a ragtag bunch of, but they're obviously not. I don't know if that sounded awful, doesn't it? They're not a ragtag bunch, but they are not, um, they're not a structured orchestra in the sense that this is, this is our orchestra, are or you coming in, are you a member? Basically they are just a, they come together depending on what the, um, depending on what the project is. They basically pick and choose the various musicians from various orchestras, you know, to, to come and do whatever the project is, depending on what the budget is. And it's absolutely fascinating. So it's a commercial orchestra. And, uh, and what they do is they just they get together when there's, uh, when they're contracted to, to do a series. And they've done all sorts of stuff as well as Down tonight, But They've done lots of other series. And I just think it's absolutely fascinating. They did The Night Manager for the BBC... They did Planet Earth for the Beeb as well. They did The Bodyguard. They did The Crown Series 3. They did Gentleman Jack. I mean, it goes on and on and on. So well done for those people. I think it's great because um, not every production is going to have the same budget, is it? And so when you've got some fantastic musicians that just want to get together and play, and you've got one guy who leaves the whole thing up, he does he, he does all the, um, I, think, I think his name's Gareth. He's, he's basically, he's the guy, yeah, it's just Gareth, Gareth something, I'll pop into my head in a minute. He's the guy that pulls it all together, he gets the contracts in and then basically um, gets on the phone to all the musicians and says, can you come and do this? Which I think is absolutely amazing. So, well, yeah, well done, those people, the Chamber Orchestra of London. So, a little while back at the beginning of the show, I did three skirt so it was one after the other. And then I found myself looking at two pieces of music, which uh, but they're both choral pieces, and um, and I love a bit of choral, as you know, and they are both from very two masses, and they are both the sanctus from those masses <laughs> but they are both very very different so i thought it just goes to show just because some it's like christmas carols isn't it here's a christmas carol it could be silent night or it could be a in a manger or it could be something really raucous like ding dong merrily on high but anyway here we go with a couple of sanctuses i won't do them back to back i'll just say what they are first but this one is well one of my very very favorite um composers as you know carl jenkins love him And of course, The Armed Man, which I had the absolute pleasure to sing about six or eight weeks ago and uh, at last. And here we go. That's exactly from that. But listen to this and then listen to the one that comes after it. I will announce the next one. Just wonderful, wonderful music there. The Armed Man, the Sanctus from that piece of music by Carl Jenkins, and he was conducting uh, the London Phil and the National Youth Orchestra of Great Britain. Sorry, Youth Choir of Great Britain. My apologies to those people. What a fantastic piece of music that is. And it's it's, a testament to that orchestra and that choir because there's an awful lot of repetition (laughs) in Jenkins, isn't there? An awful lot of repetition. And it could get tedious, but if you've got the right musicians and the right singers doing what they do then it it just sounds like a marvellous, marvellous piece of music. So here's another Sanctus then, and this is from Rutter, and of course I mentioned Christmas Carols before. And he is known as Mr Christmas, isn't he? But here's his Sanctus, and it's a lot more joyous. Just listen, same sort of idea, but just joyous. amazing isn't it well, two sanctus back to back and they don't sound anything like each other they? well they're not supposed to are they one was rutter and one was carl jenkins but that was the city of london symphonia that were playing that timothy brown was conducting and uh it was the choir of clare college cambridge because of course that's where john rutter lives isn't it? he just that's his that's his college that's his choir but yeah Interesting uh, comparison. There, just so I throw it in just because I could, <laughs> because I like both Rutter and Carl Jenkins. Any excuse. Anyway, the boss has just walked in, and he couldn't have timed it better, because I have one of his favourite composers now, but have borrowed in, and uh, we're going to disappear off to the steps of Central Asia. You fancy the trip there, mm. boss? He's happy. Let's go. Oh, you can just see the caravan just walking away over the steps of Central Asia, over the sand. Theodor Kuchar was conducting the Ukrainian National Radio Symphony Orchestra. Bit of borrowed We don't play too much of him, do we either? We've had a couple tonight that we don't play too much of. Do you have some Rachmaninoff? Now, he's his symphony number two, it is iconic, is it not? And very, very romantic. So if you're cuddled up with your significant other, shall we say? Or in my case, I'd be cuddled up with my, my little cuddly lamb, Leo. <laughs> but for those of you that are uninitiated to my show, I have a little, uh, one of these little bean bags, but he's in the shape of a lamb. I can throw him in the, um, microwave and warm him up. <laughs> yeah, I need to get out more. Anyway, so, um, If you have a significant other or a Leo of some description, then you can cuddle up to this because this is quite a a romantic piece of music. It is the longest piece of music on the show this evening. So I think 10, 11 minutes of the symphony number two. And this is the third movement. that last chord just keeps on going doesn't it Valerie Gergaev conducting the London Symphony Orchestra there with an amazing piece by Rachmaninoff it's simply number two the third movement third and final member of our Holy Trinity now Mozart of course and uh, I used to be able to play this (laughs) back in the day a thousand years ago his Sonata Facile otherwise the easy one So, Sonata for piano number 16 the second movement Carmen Piazzini is going to do a whole lot better of a job than I could, though. That's just gorgeous, isn't it? I just, it, it is the sonata facile, the easy sonata, but I think sometimes simplicity is the best thing. That's why I like you, Bob. Thank you. <laughs> that was very cruel of me, wasn't it? So anyway, the bosses better behave. I didn't really accuse you of being simple. We we're just talking about, um I like to just, I just like music and I'm not classically trained or anything and I don't know about progressions in music and Fifths and thirds and sevenths and diminished, whatever. I don't know any about that. Bob can take a piece of music to pieces. And so he listens to a piece of music and he starts analysing it. I listen to a piece of music and think, mm, that's nice, <laughs> which is the difference between our brains, I guess. But anyway, Carmen Piazzini did a great job, didn't she, of that. And it's very hard again because um, when I was talking about the Carl Jenkins, there's a lot of repetition. And on that particular uh, piece of music which I have played the left hand is just da, 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 da. and you, if you are playing repeated notes like that you better play them well otherwise it just gets tedious but there was nothing tedious about Carmen's performance there one of the shortest piece of music in the show now and this is I did promise you something from the cracker didn't I because uh not really christmas yet not for a while but um you know in six months time you'll have opened your presents and been stuffed full of turkey and everything so let's take a little quick trip then shall we and uh, let's go and join the nutcracker and um this is this is called the miniature overture because it is only small a bit like myself A cute little piece there from Tchaikovsky, of course, the Bonn Classical Philharmonic Orchestra under Eribert Bisel. And of course, it's not going to be that long, bearing in mind that we've all, we're already halfway through the year, and how on earth did that happen? Um, it won't be long before you're stuffing your face with uh, turkey and far too much chocolate and whatever else people eat at Christmas because we all, we all just get stuck stuck in, don't we? <laughs> we go on that diet all the way through the year just so that we can go berserk. <laughs> Well, maybe we do, maybe we don't. I don't know. I just love Christmas, as you know. So any excuse to play anything from the rock cracker. Now, a minute ago, the boss and I were talking, and he said about um, music from Romeo and Juliet, but he was talking about Tchaikovsky. I haven't got anything from Romeo and Juliet from Tchaikovsky, but I certainly have got lined up, and I didn't tell him this, but he's hearing now. This is The Balcony Scene from Romeo and Juliet. And this is Craig Armstrong. He wrote all sorts of lovely film music, didn't he? But here we go. And this is one that he wrote. And it's just lovely. Well, isn't that just gorgeous? Paul Bateman there conducting the Czech National Symphony Orchestra with the balcony scene from Romeo and Juliet. And it sounded like what it was, didn't it? Two people besotted with, with each other, <laughs> separated by distance. Horrible. But anyway. Ah, oh, well, how do you follow that? Well, you follow it with this, actually. This is a lovely piece of music. It's the prelude from the Victorian Kitchen. Garden, this is just so lovely, it's just delightful. And we're going to have Michael Collins and Michael McHale play that for us. You can just see yourself wandering round a Victorian kitchen garden and plucking the occasional herb for putting on your salad, can't you? <laughs> just, just delightful music, just delightful. I don't have a last piece of music now, so um, it's a bit of Algar, but not none of your pomp and circumstance. Not at this end of the show. It is his Chanson de Matin, the song of the morning. It isn't morning yet, but it will be soon because you'll be asleep for most of the time between now and then, won't you? There only remains for me to say thank you for joining me this evening. You are now going to enjoy my second favourite orchestra, the Liverpool Phil, the Royal Liverpool Phil. Natalie Klein is going to be conducting, and I hope that you have a lovely week, and I will look forward to your company again next Thursday for Happy Classics on Sid Valley at 8 o'clock. Speak to you there.